What's the soup with DJ Soups? You are listening to What's the Soup with DJ Soups on BFF.FM. I'm so glad you guys are tuning in today. I have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Descala. Yeah, so this is my really good friend, um, Descala, Descala Music on Instagram. Um, Yeah, he's very talented. He's got a lot to say. His musical background is crazy, um, very versatile. So yeah, I'm really happy to be talking to him today. Yeah, thanks for having me. He's actually the one that made my intro song, in case you guys were wondering. Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's awesome. I'm really glad about that because (laughs) my original intro song was so, it was so bad. (laughs) I could not do it. I like, I don't even know how long I spent on it, but I spent quite a, long time trying to make it and it just is not good all good it happens <laughs> so thank you mm-hmm. of course uh so let's just jump right in um let's talk about like your background like where are you from um how long have you been doing music yeah absolutely so i was born and raised in the bay area so i've been here for 25 years um i i started making music when I was about 10 or so. Um, mm-hmm. It was kind of like a criteria, you know, of my, my parents. They were like, oh, you have to play an instrument like that. You have to do that. You have to play a sport. So, um, you know, fortunately, the music thing stuck. Um, I was really lucky to grow up on some pretty rad music. My parents introduced me to like a lot of really great songwriters and, and stuff like that. So, um I was I was fortunate in that regard. So I grew up on like the Beatles and like Jackson Brown and James Taylor and you know the Eagles stuff like that. Just like really strong songwriting. Yeah, so I think all the, all the classics. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, for me, um, that's what stuck the most was like the ability to, you know, for people to write like a really really strong melody. I think that was like a really important thing for me. So I got started in middle school. My mom was like, "You have to play an instrument." So I. Uh, I uh, picked the baritone horn, which is like a little bit of a smaller version of like a tuba. Yeah. Um, so I actually played that for a long time. And uh, a couple of years later, I picked up guitar and that to me made the most sense. Um, and around that time, I started, you know, I learned how to play guitar. I started songwriting and singing all at that kind of same time. So that was uh, that was kind of my introduction to uh, kind of like making music and learning how to do that whole thing. So you said that you listened to a lot, a lot of classic people. Mm-hmm. Um, who was someone that really kind of influenced you into like guitar and like singing and stuff? Was uh, were mm-hmm. any of them like influential on like the type of music you make you made? Um, yeah, you know, I was I was super influenced by the Beatles, um, and that's like the reason I wanted to learn how to write songs, mm-hmm. so I can kind of do what they do. Um, just totally a different wheelhouse from from what I'm doing now. But I think that core. <laughs> yeah. uh, that core like idea and like the ability to write melodies and stuff kind of stuck from stuck with me from from that kind of point on yeah you know. that's awesome mm-hmm. um 
So what was like your first musical project? Um, Cause you have, you have a good amount of things that you were working on. In. Yeah. I, uh, I did some weird stuff when I started. Um, I was like in a couple bands and um, it wasn't until high school that, you know, my, my, uh, my band like kind of came together. I was like working with a lot of the same guys on other projects and stuff. But um, freshman year of high school is when my band Exit 11 uh, kind of formed. Mm-hmm. We were the rhythm section of the jazz band, so it just kind of made sense for us to kind of get together and play music. And yeah. Exit 11 um, kind of evolved from like being like on the tail end of like pop punk kind of stuff <laughs> to like, you know, just like a full blown like indie pop band. Um, Dang, imagine if Exit 11 did like pop punk like like all the time (laughs) you know i was i was sort of down for that i didn't want to let it go (laughs) (laughs) that'd be a totally different vibe from like what you guys were doing or like ended up doing (laughs) yeah which was fun i mean we were like a power trio at first Mm -hmm. um so there was just three of us i was on bass and i was writing the songs and singing um and then our bass player joined about a year later Mm -hmm. um after kind of going through a couple other different bass players and um, we kind of stole our bass player from another band that was kind of doing the same thing we were doing from the same high school. We kind of borrowed him and never gave him back. So, um, so that, He's that, ours now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, shortly after, you know, we kind of developed our sound, which was just kind of like a clean pop thing. So, And that, that band was together for 10 years. So, um, you know, two albums and 10 years later, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of cool experiences with that band. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of cool times, good shows. You know, but a lot of tension and, and stuff like that too. It's just yeah, everything it, that it comes happens, along with it. and yeah, that's just how it is. I mean, mm-hmm. Spice Girls broke up, like <laughs> right. It yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, you guys are still friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys will always have like that bond. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually think I want to play an Exit 11 song. Cool. Yeah. Which one should I play? Um, Do you have a recommendation? Yeah. There's uh, like, which one is it that I really... Midnight Love is good. That one, uh, that was like the single from the the most recent album. Okay. We'll do that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is Matt's um, previous band, Exit 11. You're always saying things I want to hear Faking grins from ear to ear And every time you see me falling fast asleep I see you standing right in front of me You're walking out reluctantly I love all my 
we're back hope you guys enjoyed that that was um midnight love from exit 11's summers and album which is was their latest one um so they are no longer together um sad day sad day but y'all had a good running and you guys are still friends and you guys will always have those two albums yeah that's awesome you know who 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 can say you know at 25 that they have two records out it's, yeah it's seriously cool. not a lot of people mm-hmm. not a lot of people can say that so now you dj and you are an electronic artist so let's talk about like the transition in between you going from playing like because you also did a lot of acoustic things mm-hmm. so you played a lot of acoustic sets um you were in exit 11 which was like indie rock pop indie pop rock yeah. mm-hmm all the above yeah pretty much yeah yeah (laughs) and now you have transitioned into electronic music and being a dj yeah um so i guess like at at one point i like was trying to pay the bills by just doing like the singer songwriter thing so i would just like do acoustic gigs and i was i lived in uh southern california for about a year and um you know played coffee shops down there came back you know started doing bar gigs and and stuff up here, you know, and that was like kind of how I trained myself to be able to play like three hour sets and, and do covers as well as originals and, you know, do that whole thing. But, um, you know, for me, I think, um, you know, going from that and then being in a, like a dance band, I've always had the mentality of like, like making like popular music in one way or another. So, um, I think I gravitated more towards like the poppy or melodic stuff mm-hmm. just because of how I, uh, was raised and I was brought up on kind of stuff like that. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think at some point or another, you know, I've always kind of been into what was in, you mm-hmm. know, um, 
And I think for the for like right now, it's this is the farthest I've branched out into something um, that's like not necessarily like super mainstream. Yeah. You know, um, obviously there's there's so many like you know EDM is so so big right yeah. now, and like there's so many artists that are you know and DJs that are that are just crazy popular. And, yeah. You know, and I I think I, I think for for me. There were several things that like made me want to gravitate towards that, um, and I think the first thing was that it's an interesting way to consume music. You know, it's totally it's totally a different vibe. Yeah. You know, and um, it's just just from like going out and like seeing DJs and like kind of, you know, you know, listening to artists that you know, have that same kind of background that I did, but then kind of branched out and um, started making like electronic music. So mm-hmm. for me... Yeah, there's there's actually mm-hmm. a lot of uh, DJs that are like that, like Sullivan King and mm-hmm. like Griffin, like, and now they like, and also um, Son Holo. Yeah. They all like started off like, you know, playing guitar as a kid mm-hmm. and like, then they just kind of incorporated it into their electronic music and like, now they like, like do it live on stage while they're DJing and it's like this whole new thing that artists are starting to do. Yeah, I love that. I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. Um, and I I think like, I mean, for me, it's always like kind of been there like mm-hmm. with the, uh, with like the pop elements. I've always been into like synth pop and stuff like that. And like um, in 2009 when like Owl City happened and like those other kind of like MySpace bands where like a lot of these like um like post I guess like like post emo kind of groups like (laughs) were you know coming out of bands into kind of production and Mm -hmm. making their own music and then posting it on MySpace and um so for me that like changed the game so like when I discovered Owl City um you know that was that was really cool for me because I was like, okay, well, there's this one guy doing everything in his bedroom, mm-hmm. making like crazy synth pop and like that. For, and, you know, I I kind of got a lot of uh, like, like I, I picked up a lot of, you know, electronic ideas from him, mm-hmm. you know, because he was very inspired by a whole bunch of different stuff yeah. while doing his own thing. So, um, yeah, and Al City has a interesting background because he's he started off like doing like gospel or like christian rock right he was he he did a lot of like that kind of stuff um like he was you know he's very religious so like a lot of his like melodies and stuff are like very like i think come from like hymns and stuff you can hear it i didn't know that Um, that's pretty cool it's cool and another thing too is he he was playing drums in metal bands before he was (laughs) uh before he was Owl City, which wow. is crazy. I would have never expected that, especially since he was like <laughs> into like Christian music yeah, for a while. Exactly. <laughs> Going it's into so a weird. metal band, wow. It's, that's it's talk cool, about a rebellious though. phase. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, he changed the game for me, and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, as he kind of branched out, he was like really into like a lot of early like electronic. Like, like early yeah. in terms of what we know EDM to be today. Yeah. So, like, he was, like, heavily influenced by, like, Armin Van Buren. And, like, uh-huh. you know, he he loved trance. So, he had a lot of, like, trance elements in his mm-hmm. music. And um, 
So I thought that was really cool, you know, and, you know, that that kind of made me want to get into production. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a lot of like the early production stuff that I was working on was like kind of along the same lines where it's like simple kind of like synth pop stuff, Um, you know, it's kind of similar to Owl City. um, And I was trying to kind of mimic what all those all those guys were doing at the time Mm -hmm. in like 2009, 2010. Um, and then, and then I think, you know, a lot of people kind of naturally progressed into like the next phase. So like Mm -hmm. a band that I really liked, um, when I was like into all that stuff was like Cash Cash, you know, they they had like a lot of really cool, like dancey synth pop kind of songs. Um, like, you know, that song party in your bedroom, like that was like, yeah. that was like a banger for sure. <laughs> yeah. Early two um, thousands banger for sure. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. That came out like what in mid- our like middle school at the time. Probably. Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think now it must've been like, wait, that, that is the one time. that's like, there's a party in my bedroom. Is that? Yeah. That's okay. The one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that was for sure. Like when I was in like seventh grade <laughs> yeah i was like so into that stuff yeah um, that was like all the rage back then and like mm-hmm. metro station all mm-hmm. those guys yeah yeah and that's like to me it kind of lumped together that like myspace sound you yeah know? Um, there yeah there for sure is like a myspace sound and mm-hmm. it's definitely like metro city like all those guys in the early or like 2008 2007 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i was like still coming off of like the uh like the pop punk thing. And I think a lot of those guys were too. So there's a, like a lot of influence in that. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when I hear like current artists talking about like the music that they grew up listening to, like Kazo Mm -hmm. pop punk was like his biggest influence into getting into electronic music. And now he like incorporates a lot of that into his music now and like he just came out with that new song cruel love which is basically is like it's like not even really electronic music it's pop punk music kind of it's like a pop punk song and like there's a lot of other um like djs also that came out of that came Mm -hmm. out of doing like pop punk just like how you were saying yeah yeah and that so pop punk mm. was very revolutionary in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah it was so it was so inspirational at the time because it was like yeah it was like and, and everything revolves around like dance music right so like yeah you know it just went from like being more live instruments and like more organic sounds to like flipping over to being more electronic sounds mm-hmm. with like the same kind of chord structure and melody yeah. ideas so that's why that's why I like kind of gra- like grabbed onto that and I was like all right I'm going to take this and run with it. Um but like going back to like Cash Cash those guys mm-hmm. like I like I I didn't hear from them for a while and then I started like I started dating this girl and we were like at a party and the, they were playing like the music like on the tv yeah like they were like streaming it on the on the tv yeah and the song popped up and i was like oh cash cash like they're, they're still around <laughs> what? and it was That's like cash cash and tritonal um and i was like wait and she was like oh no you don't like this like you're you're not into this and i was like but it's cash cash and she was like well no this is you don't know what this is <laughs> i was like well i know cash cash yeah and um 
like so it's same guys they just you know they took what they were doing like with the whole production thing Mm -hmm. and then they decided to become djs and start producing like what was kind of more like in at the time and i and that's that's where it flipped for me was like Mm -hmm. whoa like these guys have been around for a while and now you know they're getting other vocalists to be featured on their tracks and um and that was like my introduction to like kind of like what modern edm is yeah um and at the time there was a lot of people kind of doing that like vocal progressive house thing Mm -hmm. where it was like you know you get you know it's like kind of consistently tempo wise around 128 like 125 120 whatever like like a lot of like house feels but like you know it's like very like it's like anthemy it's like very like yeah you know it's, it makes you want to rage you know it's, it <laughs> yeah. was like and that to me was really cool and it was like the same kind of ideas with like the songwriting and everything mm-hmm. but then you know you have your build up in the chorus and then there was a drop and i was like whoa what is that <laughs> game changer yeah i <laughs> All had about the never drops. heard that before <laughs> and i was like holy cow this is a party and a half <laughs> yeah you know um so they were like super influential to me at that point. Mm-hmm. And um and then like I I I got into that and I was like, okay, well what are these what else do these guys have? Like and mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to explore and then um and then Roses came out by the Chainsmokers. Yeah. And we all knew the Chainsmokers because they had selfie and like Oh yeah. Um good old selfie song. Yeah. <laughs> uh that that was like, okay, well, what is this? Um, <laughs> but then Roses came out, and I was like, whoa, this song, yeah, this song is crazy. Like, it's, it's, to me, I think it's like one of the most accidental, like, best songs. It's like, I feel like they weren't trying to write like a banger, and then they did. And then they did. That's just how chain smokers are. Kind, <laughs> they just write of. bangers. <laughs> um, but like that one, you know, because it was in a different, it had a different feel. Yeah. You know, it was a different like tempo. And it, uh, to me, it was like the same indie pop stuff that I was used to like writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it, as an electronic song. Yeah. Like with really interesting synth design and a drop. Yeah. So I was like, this, this is cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, at that point, it kind of flipped for me. Everything yeah. kind of changed. Um, and I was like, I, I want to try this, Yeah. you know? So then I started like trying to find isolated vocal tracks and remixing songs. Um, because I think a lot of the early Chainsmokers remixes were like also vocal progressive house. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where I wanted to make things. I wanted like up-tempo, you know, kind of like fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, cause that was pretty in at the time. Yeah. Um, so, and then I kind of started like experimenting with my own music and you know I've always been a singer so it just kind of became convenient for me to sing on my own tracks yeah might as well um so that's you know it's it's been a long process of trial and error stuff yeah um that's how it is for pretty much everyone yeah everyone like if you look back at like some old interviews from like I don't even know like Gasly like um, just, you know, all the popular people now and like even Kezo, like a lot of trial and error and like Kezo even has some, 
how many I don't know how old it is but it's like one of his like first songs that he put out on like Spotify and it's like a house song yeah and that's like so different that to like what he's doing now now he's doing friggin hard ass bass Mm -hmm. and but like he started producing like house music yeah that's so funny I uh I think that's cool though I think there's a lot to be said about like trying to find your sound and yeah. figure out really what you like and yeah um it takes a while it does and i and i kind of started that process i would say in about 2016 mm-hmm. um of just trying to figure out what i was trying to do mm-hmm. um and like i still i'm still kind of figuring it out but i've kind of have it settled now to where you know with this new project which is still super new um it's I think I've like found what I want to do now Mm -hmm. it's just about like putting it out there and trying to figure out where I can market it yeah for sure um I think I'm gonna play one of your tracks now so this is Nightmare and it's no one's heard it I yeah no one's heard it it's it's unreleased um and I think this this song came out of like my idea of what I want my life set to be like. And um, and I can get into this after, but uh, it's it's basically like a like a future bass track um, with like you know elements of, of other kind of bass stuff and yeah. um, so it's it's cool, it's fun, you know, sad boy feels for sure. <laughs> Said the sky. Yeah, yeah, it's kinda <laughs> got that vibe for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll listen to it, and then I'd love to, like, pick your brain about it. Sure. Drinking alone, thinking I should hit reply. You blew up my phone the other night Thinking if I had given this another try Maybe this feeling would subside If your love was a nightmare I'd never want to wake up On nights where dreaming wasn't Thank you. 
song and that end part yeah freaking dropped hard mm. talk about a blapper <laughs> thanks yeah. uh it's fun it's uh that's kind of like the, the the feel of what i want the live set to be like yeah so you and want like a mix of like feels but then you also want people to headbang and break their necks yeah exactly <laughs> yeah definitely like go on a feels trip and then go hard <laughs> and then break your neck <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That, well, that did the job. That's for sure. Right on. Um, so who else is like kind of like a big influence for you? Because I know you're super into Chainsmokers and we went to Vegas and saw Chainsmokers and that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I've seen them three times and I think that's that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely get it. And it's definitely getting weirder and weirder as the years go on. Um, With like what? The Chainsmokers music? Yeah. I mean, just like their live set and like yeah. it's totally different. I mean... Now. They basically did the opposite of what DJs are doing now. Yeah. Like, they started off DJing and producing, and now they're transitioning into, like, a live band. Yeah, like, which is, like, uh, I mean, it's, like, whatever <laughs> whatever you want to do is cool, but at the same time, I'm, like, well, I might as well, like, you know, like, it just, just ride the wave, you know? It's just <laughs> yeah. have a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like other influences go, I mean, I, I don't think I would be into like bass music and stuff if it wasn't for you. You know, I think you, uh, <laughs> I try, <laughs> <laughs> you totally got me into all that stuff, like introducing me to Kazo and like slander and all those guys like mm-hmm. that to me, I've never been into heavy music, Yeah, which is like, I always have. Like, yeah. And I, I, <laughs> for me, I was like. I, like, I didn't listen to, like, metal or, like, hard rock or uh-huh. anything. Um, you know, I think as far as, like, heavy music goes, like, this is, like, the only thing that, like, really did it for me. Yeah. Um, so, like, and just, like, bass music and, like, you know, stuff like that primarily is, like, kind of what made it happen, mm-hmm. which is cool, you know? And I love, I love, like, the rhythm stuff, 
you know, mm-hmm. which is like super big right now. I'm like, you know, Wooly and all those guys. And, yeah. Um, you know, so f- so that that took me a while to like figure out. Mm-hmm. And then once I was able to wrap my head around like how cool it is, like I was like, th- this is like, this stuff is way, way cool because if you think about it, it's less about the melody and more about the texture of sounds. Yeah. And, um, you know, everybody these days is like using serum to make all these crazy bass sounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I kind of missed like the, the popularization of dubstep. You know, I kind of, mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't on that train. Like I, I missed it. Um, but then like, you know, listening to what's out now, like I, I just, I got super into it. And then, and then it became like, well, how do I make this? Yeah. You know, and sound design is hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. That is not my thing. Like I've tried (laughs) and I'm really not good at it. (laughs) It's well, cause first of all, it's like knowing what everybody else is using in terms of like synths and stuff. And Mm -hmm. then like, like what I do is I'll sit there on my MIDI controller and I'll hit an F for hours and I'll just keep hitting an F and changing things <laughs> until I like the sound that I come until with. Until you find something. Um, and it's it's literally like that. It takes it takes a while and like you find patches and stuff that you reuse and yeah. Um, it's it's cool. You know, if, yeah. It's like a different approach to songwriting that I never thought I would be into. Mm-hmm. And I, I like how you I like how you use vocal chops. Mm-hmm. Like you've been. You, you've used that in a couple things that yeah. you've produced and it it's different and I really like that like I feel like that's kind of like a signature of yours now oh cool yeah I mean that's just like what I've noticed um mm. you can feel free to disagree no I think <laughs> I think you're right and like I've always been into like the way people manipulate vocals and stuff mm-hmm. and I think for me that like stands out and makes it makes it known that like yeah, this is like an EDM track. Yeah. You know, because before, yeah, you got samples and stuff, but like vocal chops and chopping things up and like making new melodies and stuff is like, it's one of my favorite parts yeah. of the arrangement process, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I really like the vocal chops and it, it really works in your songs. Thank you. Like, yeah, it just, it makes them unique too. Right on. Um. Yeah, I uh, mean, let me tell you some background to my listeners. Let me talk about me and Matt's background. Um, so me and Matt have been friends since, like, high school-ish. Yeah. Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. Like, we were in, like, mixed choir together. Mm-hmm. But you never talked to me. I thought you hated me. No. <laughs> I was just shy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought you hated me. No. <laughs> and then we became friends, like like better friends after high school which is weird because i ended up becoming better friends with like you know danielle you michael like better friends after high school which was kind of weird yeah kind of weird how that happened Mm -hmm. um and then i was like still in college and then matt messaged me about like djing stuff and then that's kind of where our friendship grew our friendship literally grew out of like music and like electronic music because i don't know that was just like the thing <laughs> yeah exactly i uh it's funny because i didn't really know where to start and mm-hmm. i uh 
So I hit you up and I was like, oh, what DJ controller do yeah. I get? Like, what, what program do I use? Matt slid into the DMs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but about music, not about what other people are thinking. Yeah. We... <laughs> Strictly music. Right. <laughs> uh, so do you like DJing? Yeah. Because I know you really liked guitar and guitar was like, that was like your staple. That was like your thing. So I'm curious, like, do you have you found like a very strong passion for DJing and stuff? Well, it's interesting because, and this goes for anything for, for music as I've always been, I've always used my, like whether it be guitar or bass or piano or whatever, I've always used them as tools to like kind of bring the music to life, Yeah. whether it be live or in the studio so I think like DJing just kind of became like another tool mm-hmm. for me to kind of like make that happen. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, if if I was really into like the art of DJing, mm-hmm. I could be way better at it, you know. <laughs> um, but I've definitely I've definitely kind of used it more as like like making like an like an arc of like a live set yeah of like kind of knowing what i'm doing before i go into it i can't i can't really freeform dj i mean i can to an extent um you know it depends on the type of music of Mm -hmm. course you know if i'm doing like more like poppy kind of stuff or like tropical house or whatever i can kind of make it work but um i've i've found that with like bass music and stuff um that I really have to go in with a plan. Yeah. Um, and it's it's fun. It's I I love it now. It's 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 really yeah. cool. Um, it is fun. <laughs> and I have yet to really perfect it live because the the this project is so new that mm-hmm. I have yet to like kind of bring it into the real world. Yeah. And I think once that happens, I'll really be able to dial it in and find out what people like and mm-hmm. what works and what doesn't. You know. Yeah. So what was your first rave? Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I know like, like going to like nightclubs in Vegas is like, is like kind of like what introduced me to like doing stuff like that, but Uh it's totally different. And like now I used to think, oh yeah, going to Vegas and like going to see all these (laughs) DJs is so sick, but it's like a different vibe and I much rather be at a rave now. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't remember what my first rave was. I met him at Jaws. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and I, I was there for that. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and we met him. That was crazy. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was, was cool. so funny cuz yeah. so this was when Jaws went on his tour for his uh Bite This tour. This was this was like last year, right? Probably. Yeah, it was yeah, it was back in November. It was mm. a while ago. Mm. Um, so this is when he was on his Bite This tour, and he was playing at, I think it was like 1015 Folsom. Yeah. So random. So we were walking to go get in line, because um, I don't know. I thought it was going to be like crazy crowded, because like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure it sold out. I don't remember. Um, but I see like this group of people, and this guy has a hoodie on, and I see these this group of people walking, kind of just, I don't know, kind of stood out to me. And then I was just looking. I was like, oh, hey, it's Jaws. And then it, like, clicked in my head that it was Jaws. And he heard me say it. And he was like, 
what? Because <laughs> he was hella trying to be sly and like sneak into the club and like or the venue and whatever. <laughs> and then I ended up getting a picture of him. And the first thing Matt noticed was his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, I think those are the Atmos uh, Air Max 1s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And then I was just like, oh, hey, it's Jaws. And then I was like, holy, holy crap. Oh, my God. <laughs> I started, like, freaking out. Oh, I love Jaws. Uh, he's on Shark Week this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't That's that awesome. crazy? Yeah. And um, I saw, like, a clip of it, which I really want to see him, like, on it. Like, I want to see the whole, like, it was, like, the Shark Week, like, after dark um, special thingy. Mm. And he was on it. And, like, the guy introduced him. And he was, like, known for his Baby Shark remix at Coachella. And I was, like, I want to die. Like, (laughs) no. Like, (laughs) wow. The thing that they said he's popular for is Baby Shark remix. Yeah. I took offense to that. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Like, because... His actual thing that he was like known for. Sorry, I'm like going off on a tangent about Jaws. I, yeah. Um, You're good. Because <laughs> um, the thing that he's actually known for was feel the volume. Mm-hmm. Like with the wubs, that was like his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, this is just like me ranting about music industry and people trying to get into electronic music and kind of like <laughs> trying to make it mainstream like televised i don't know right. sorry that was just like tangent my brain all is good it's just, all it's interesting right because like if you if you're into it you, and you know you know yeah you know and then it's, it's just, like yeah. so obvious like if people don't know yeah it's interesting <laughs> seeing it like kind of getting like popular popular popularized is, i don't even think that's a word it is sorry <laughs> okay so yeah. i'm gonna stop talking <laughs> um i'm gonna play another one of your tracks okay I think I want to play Tattoos. Okay, right on. Because I really like that one. Okay, I'm going to play Tattoos. Cool.
tattoos I wanna get to know you better But I must confess that I saw something on your shoulder Let me see your tattoos I wanna get to know you better Also, you are listening to What's Soup with DJ Soups on BFF.FM, in case you guys forgot. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just had to do a station ID. Um, so that was Tattoos by Descala featuring um, Olivia. Zell. Yes. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I was, like, looking at the track, and it said Olivia Master. I was like, that's not her last name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's awesome. Um She's like the Dylan Matthew to my slander. She's like the uh, the Emily Warren to my chain smokers. She's so she's so good. Um, yeah, she's very talented, and she has her own project that she does mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. She's a singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, one of the best songwriters that I know. Um, just super super solid at writing. She's hooks so talented. And melodies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like her, and she's a really nice person. Yep, and, and that always helps. Yeah, so <laughs> that really makes a difference because mm-hmm. you know there are some people that are artists that are just real sassy mm-hmm. and are divas, and it's like um no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to actually know like genuine artists. Absolutely. That really makes a difference with like making music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. No one wants to work with a diva. Right. Let's be real. Yeah, definitely not. We all know how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry. I, like, lost my page I was reading from. Okay, here it is. <laughs> uh, what was your first music festival? Oh. Um, it doesn't have to be electronic. Yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, like, what the first festival. I was probably Outside Lands. Um, I don't remember what year it was. It was probably, like, 2016 or something. Ayo, Auto Lands is a good one. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. And then I went to like Kaboo and mm-hmm. I've done that whole thing and totally weird and different. <laughs> and, but um, yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it's a vibe for sure. Yeah. Something that I am excited to do more of. Yeah. And your first, if, like, correct me if I'm wrong, Lost Lands is going to be your first electronic music festival yeah you know i've never (laughs) been to like an electronic like exclusively electronic music festival yeah and i think this one's gonna be like the perfect one because it's just like it's just gonna be like heavy hitting it's gonna be insane we're going to lost lands together in um when is it september yeah yeah yeah. i'm really excited about it yeah (laughs) lost lands is gonna be crazy i'm excited for for your first electronic music festival it's going to be is an gonna, experience. This is a huge one, yeah. <laughs> Especially since we're traveling all the way to Ohio for it. Mm-hmm. And it's three days of heavy, heavy, breaking our neck, 
bass music. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm counting the days until Lawson. I am so excited. Like, because it's Excision's music festival that he puts on himself. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's a very successful one, might I add. Yeah. Unlike some recent current events Ooh, <laughs> with <shade>. Cascades, <laughs> Sun Soaked, and um, Diplo's A Mad Decent Festival got canceled too. Wild. Which is super, super weird in my opinion. Okay, hang on. Going on a tangent really quick about this. Um, so I've been vocal about Sun Soaked being canceled. And then it like a week or two ago, Diplo announced that Mad Decent's festival is getting canceled. I find that very odd that two big things got canceled. I'm not sure if there's some sort of relation between the two getting canceled. Um, I don't know. I'm just being nosy and trying to investigate it because mm. I think it's really interesting looking on like the business side of it because I don't know. I, I'm really interested in the business side of it. I mean, I got my degree in music industry. So seeing how things work behind the scenes is really interesting. And like, yeah. Also, I think it's funny because they were also using front gate tickets and front gate tickets were really mean to me <laughs> when I was trying to get it like a partial refund for sun soaked. And they were like, give it to a friend. Damn. I was like, Oh my God, no one's going to freaking buy my ticket if it's cheaper online. <sighs> right. I, I don't like front gate tickets. I try to avoid them as much as possible. And then I was like, haha jokes on you. Cause y'all just lost all your service fees. Like, <laughs> No need to be rude to me because joke's on you guys. Anyway, sorry. That was just a tangent. But if anyone knows why Mad Decent got canceled, let me know. Tweet at me, at DJ Soups, because I have no idea and I haven't really been able to find a lot of information about it. Um, I only know why Sun Soak did. Um, it's the Illuminati. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, we bring up the Illuminati because we were talking about conspiracy theories on the way here because <laughs> so our flight to ohio is stopping in denver mm-hmm. and if you guys know the tea about the denver airport and like you're into like that type of stuff it's pretty exciting yeah. i don't know i i like conspiracy theories like you know obviously some of them are very very out there and i'm like uh no <laughs> yeah. but the Denver one is really weird. If you guys don't know it, I definitely recommend you Google it because it's really weird and interesting because they have like these weird ass murals on the walls of like people dying. And it's like, what the, why? Yeah, That's horrible. Like, are you trying to not get me on this plane? Like, <laughs> geez. It's crazy. It's, it's so just going to be like the X-Files theme playing the entire time. Yeah. We're definitely going to like vlog about it and make a conspiracy <laughs> theory video while we're there for our yep. like hour layover. <laughs> That's all we're going to do. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So getting back into the interview after my little tangents. Um, so we already talked about like your favorite artists mm-hmm. and your inspirations. Um, so how do you get inspired to produce music? You were saying that you play your midi controller and just kind of just kind of roll with it <laughs> yeah sometimes it's it's all sorts of different things um i'm used to picking up an acoustic guitar and just writing a song that way mm-hmm. and sometimes that's the best way to do it because 
if a song sounds good acoustically and it's like the elements are strong and yeah. it's just like a good well-written song it's probably going to be good no matter how you arrange it uh-huh. you know um so i try to kind of stick to that formula sometimes i'll just go on the computer and just produce tracks mm-hmm. you know and i have a lot of stuff in my back pocket right now that i kind of want to send out to other songwriters and vocalists and stuff to kind mm-hmm. of do their thing on top of um, and I have been working with some artists uh, as well. Um, but what it comes down to is I love to write songs. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, picking up an acoustic guitar is kind of my, my jam, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are the artists that you're currently working with, if you can tell us? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a local artist, Louise Noble, who's really talented, uh, singer, piano player, um, we, we wrote a song together recently that is uh, it's not out yet. So hopefully I'm going to kind of wait on that one to kind of put it out at the right time. But yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's a couple other guys I'm kind of collaborating with. There's like a rapper in San Diego that I'm working with. Oh, wow. Um, right now, I don't know if you know, uh, D-Rock and Squalls are currently remixing Tattoos, which is the song that we just heard. Oh, I didn't know that. So they're they're doing that, which is pretty nice. cool. So hopefully uh, hopefully we'll be hearing some of this stuff in the near future. I'm mm-hmm. kind of stoked on all these projects I've got going. Yeah, you you're know. busy. Trying to be. <laughs> trying to keep busy. Super busy. Yeah. Um, so what have been some of, like, what are some challenges that you've been, like, facing or have faced? Like, being in, like, the music industry and, like, being an artist, I guess. Um, there's a lot of, you get a lot of no's. Yeah. You know? And that's, and it's it's discouraging at first. Uh-huh. But I also try to remember, this is a brand new project. I'm rebranding, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm essentially, like, a nobody to, like, promoters and, like, booking agents and stuff so I just have to kind of keep that in mind and once I kind of get the ball rolling hopefully more things will stick Mm -hmm. but you know I've been going to like local raves and stuff trying to make myself known yeah and it's like it's it is hard because you know you 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 go and you shake hands then you meet the same people and they don't remember you. Yeah, that, yeah I, I've experienced that and it's really annoying. And it's like I make an effort to know people, mm-hmm. but then they can't remember who I am or yeah. like remember my name. And they're just like, oh, hey, you. Right. It's, it's interesting. Like, okay. um, and like, and that's, it's been a lot of that recently. And I'm, I'm working to kind of like figure out like management situations to where, you know, people will be down to represent and kind of get me in the place that I need to be. Um, so that's, and that's, I mean, that's just part of, part of being a, being an artist is, is kind of facing stuff like that. And I mean, the other thing too, is like, like finding, finding inspiration because, you know, when you work like an eight hour job yeah, and that's your day job, yeah. You got to go home and then work another eight hour job. Yeah. Like you, music is, is your job. Yeah. You know, and for me. So you have, you basically have two full time jobs. Right. And like, I, I just got to come home and kind of buckle down. Sometimes the inspiration just doesn't come. 
Yeah. And it just comes and goes in waves. And there's certain patterns that I can get into where I know I'm going to be able to do certain things. And I guess the good thing about like being like a versatile musician is that if I can't come up with a melody and something just isn't working, then I can sit down at the computer and work on like sound design or like Mm -hmm. work on arranging. Um, So I I try to make something happen every day. Mm hmm. You know, so it yeah. and, that's and practice the, makes perfect too. Right, and I think, and that's another thing too is like being like producing music. I've probably been in been doing audio production for about four years now, and I'm now finally it's finally clicking for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, after all this time. I mean, it is my, a very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Sound designing and like producing. I mean. I could barely produce my own intro song. (laughs) Well, that's another thing, too, is like, it's like you get inspired, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, how do I make something like that? Yeah. You know, and I'm sure you face this as well, where it's like, you know, you want to make a track that sounds like something else while being original. Yeah. You know? You also need to make it different enough to where you're not going to get hit with <laughs> right it's like, <laughs> like exactly a, like a copyright thing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah not trying to pull a um what's his name the guy that made that i don't know there's been a lot of issues with it <laughs> yeah it's it's you know tale as old as time it's it happens again and again with music yeah uh so tell us a fun random fact about you um oh man fun random fact yes uh putting you on the spot (laughs) okay let's see i i have a double jointed left thumb and when i show people (laughs) it freaks them out wait okay i i want to see it so you look at this so it's like normal right now and if i do this it goes all the way back ew (laughs) ew that's weird wait do it again oh that's weird yeah and it's only on it's only my hand. left thumb. That's so random. That is very, that is a random fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yep. So it's my hidden talent. Hashtag hidden talent. I think it gives me all my powers. It gives <laughs> me my guitar playing powers. It for sure does. I mm-hmm. mean, it probably does, right? Well, I, ch- I try to think like, I have like really good hands for like playing instruments because my fingers curve back. Mm-hmm. So like that's, it makes it easy to play guitar and piano and stuff like that. So Maybe that's like part of it. Maybe that's like my hidden thing. It's like yeah, that's where you were all my power just comes born from. to be a musician. Maybe pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like I had a hell of a time learning piano in college because my hands are small and fat. So <laughs> <laughs> my fingers, it, it was it was hard when I was trying to play some of the scales or what. Or no, I don't even know what I was doing. Like I don't know. Well, but like when I was trying to learn piano, I was with like piano. There's so many stretching things to my think pinky. about. Like. Especially if you're, like, playing octaves and stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to have, like, a wide hand. Yeah, and it was, (laughs) like, that. And, like, me trying to, like, my hands looked like some demonic, (laughs) gross things. Like, my pinky trying to stretch out. My hands were twisting ways they had never twisted before. And I was, like, they look gross. Like, they (laughs) look like they're about to break. Like, I cannot, like, my pinky was just barely hitting like the corner of the key and i was like oh i can do it (laughs) that was like the one thing i really struggled with was was like for piano was like 
my hands weren't <laughs> just weren't big enough for it mm-hmm. and like i would go in and i was like i was like i physically cannot <laughs> stretch my hand anymore <laughs> yeah i feel that it's like it, it like, can be I, like discouraging when learning an instrument for sure yeah and i would have to go home and ice my hands Dang. because they would hurt so bad that's after intense. playing like hours of piano that's crazy yeah i i had to freaking i had worked my ass off that was like one of the hardest classes was piano and music theory were like yeah. the hardest classes yeah I, yeah I, i've never taken a piano class so I, I, there's a lot of things that I've taught myself that I'm probably doing wrong <laughs> that like, I don't know, I've, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, when you like go in to do something like that, it's like, it's a little like, you know, am I supposed to be doing this chord like this? You know? Yeah. It's interesting. And like when I, I had to learn for like my degree and like, so like now I can play piano but I can't, like, I'm not one of those people that can just sit down at a piano and, like, play it. Mm-hmm. Like, you. Like, you can do that. You can just sit down at a piano and, like, play it. Yeah, yeah. I have to have, like, sheet music. And if you give me sheet music, I can I can do it. I can uh, figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> which is something that I can't do. Because I, everything that I've done on piano, like, I can read chord charts and lead sheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I can't read, like, a piano score. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's all pretty much by ear for me. Yeah, see, I wish I could do that. I wish I just had that, like, musical ability just to, like, sit down and play the piano and everyone would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like they are for you. Like when you were playing the piano, everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's actually funny because I remember, like, when we we used to do our mixed choir things in high school. Yeah. Um, Michael, who was the drummer in my band, and I, we would like go and sit at the piano and like play pop songs and yeah, like before practice. It's funny. And like all the little like Mercy girls would come in and be trying to sing it. Yep. And I'd just be like sitting there with like Katie, like rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I had an attitude. I still have an attitude, but I should probably be a nicer person. You're, you're good. <laughs> I think you're a great person. Oh, thanks. Uh, so I'm going to play another one of your songs. Okay. Um, the only other one on here is Peace Peace of You? Peace of Your Love. Oh, yeah. Okay. So actually, this one's interesting. This is actually the song that I was talking about with Louise. Okay, um, cool. So it's, yeah, this is, this is fun. It's lit. a fun one. Lit, lit. I'll play it now. Cool. Say you're gonna run out of this town if it doesn't change right now. Lights out. You put your everything right in on me, saying it's not gonna work out. Listen to me. This doesn't mean it's over. Sit down and breathe with me. Right now, you make us feel like the end of the world when we get into a fight now. All I wanted was a piece of your love to make this more than just a fraction of us. 
really good thanks that was very like you sounding like i don't know that i feel like that song kind of let me think about this what am i trying to say (laughs) like it's like your sound i like i feel like that song really captures you as an artist and like your sound that you're going for thank you yeah i think that that's really cool because to me, it's it doesn't follow the same formula as like some of the other stuff because a lot of the other stuff is kind of like, oh, it's like 150 BPM, so I could play it live and like all this stuff. But this one's kind of like a standalone, which was cool. Yeah. Um, it was really just about having that strong hook. Yeah. You know, um, it's just got those future bass vibes and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, that's cool. I like. I think that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it was good. All the songs that I've played today were really good. And okay. I'm pretty sure I've had tattoos on one of my earlier episodes of BFF. Oh, yeah. I think I do remember that. Here. Yeah. Oh, maybe, dude, I think that was like the first, my first episode, actually. Nice. Yeah. Because I took a lot of songs that I had. I think, no, I'm confusing it with my podcast now. Oh, man, I'm doing too many things. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you so much for coming out and talking to me. I'm really grateful for it. You have a lot to say. And I think you're very, you have a very creative mind. Oh, thank you. Um, so do you have any advice for any aspiring artists? Um, or people looking into getting into DJing and producing? Yeah, just keep keep doing it. It's going to suck at first, and you just have to expect that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's And you keep practicing, you keep honing your sound, you know, keep keep making synth patches, keep, uh, you know, you know, keep writing hooks and writing melodies and stuff because, you know, you're going to get better at the art of songwriting and producing, you know, to where you're going to be, like, 
able to put out more solid content and stuff like that. So I think that's important is just just to know that it's not something that kind of does itself. You just have to really keep working at it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And anyone that's listening that is thinking about getting into producing, follow his advice. Just keep grinding. It'll it'll be worth it. Mm-hmm. It'll always be worth it in the end. So thank you so much for coming out and talking to me today. Uh, do you want to shout out your handles? Sure, yeah. Um, I'm Descala Music on Instagram. Um, Matt Descala on Twitter if you want to follow some some sad boy tweets <laughs> uh yeah that's that's pretty much it you can find me on spotify and google play and apple music under Jascala. um so i have an ep out there uh called tattoos which is the title track that you just heard um but yeah that's that's pretty much it awesome thank cool. you thank you thanks for having me yeah it was a pleasure and i hope to have you on the show again absolutely
Um, so you have been listening to What's the Soup with DJ Soups on BFF.fm. Thank you guys for tuning in today for this episode. I was really happy that Matt decided to come out and talk to me today. Um, he's a very talented artist. Go follow him, support his music. Gotta support local artists because, yeah, you just have to. <laughs> um, but you won't be disappointed. Follow him Instagram, Twitter, whatever your heart desires. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. I look forward to interviewing more artists. Um, currently trying to find some more to interview. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like most shows, this next half is just going to be music. Um, and again, you can always follow this playlist on Spotify. Just search What's the Soup and it should pop up. I know some people have been having a hard time finding it. I think it's just because it only has like a couple followers, so it's not going to pop up. Um, if it doesn't pop up, I think I have it linked to my Instagram, but I have to look because I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah, give it a follow. I update it weekly. This week's is kind of short because I have been very busy the last couple days and then I figured I'm having an interview so I only really need a couple songs well not a couple songs but I need not as much as I usually have uh okay that's enough rambling <laughs> getting back to the music
woke up last night, I dreamt that I called you. For the first time in months, we didn't speak once. No, we didn't have to, to know how we feel. If I could just turn off the clocks, would you make the time? No more blurry lines, could you just forget all those nights? You felt like a fool, what I put you through. Been driving too long, I don't know where I'm going, but I can't be far enough. If you fall in love, it's someone who reminds you of me, you're better off. It's not what I want. Oh, is it what you want? It's me, DJ Soups. I know I said I wasn't going to talk anymore, but um, so that last song I just played is Kezo's new song, Cruel Love, and it sounded familiar to me. Um, I don't know if you guys know the song that I'm talking about, but it kind of sounds like that because I don't even know what the song's called that it sounds like. It just like I have this like tune in my head and it sounds exactly like it um it's like that song that's like oh hell nah I don't that's literally the only thing I know from it if you know what it is tell me because it's killing me not knowing what it is also I apologize for my horrible singing um but yeah it just sounds familiar and yeah interesting huh okay oh sorry one more thing Rez came out with a whole new EP and it's self-released. I don't think she's releasing anything on Mousetrap anymore, um, which is totally fine because she's very established and she doesn't need to have it <laughs> released on another record label. So it's actually kind of cool that she's releasing things herself. Um, Rez is super successful. I started following, following Rez back when she only had like two songs on Spotify. Um, so it's cool to see how much she's progressed. Uh, yeah, okay, this is Stress by Rez.
everyone. You have been listening to What's Soup with DJ Soups on BFF.fm. Feel free to follow this playlist on Spotify. Just search What's the Soup and it should pop up. Um, I know some people have been having a hard time finding it, but it should be there. Just just keep searching. Because um, it's not going to be the first thing that pops up because it's not super popular. Um, but yeah, it's there. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying today's episode. I have a lot of new music on this playlist. Uh, like there's new music from Sullivan King. Uh, Rez, Kazo, Hippie Sabotage, um, Excision just released his whole like Apex Remix album. Uh, DJ Snake came out with a whole new album. Literally every, all these songs are new. Like they just came out in the last like couple days. Hope you guys are enjoying. Oh, except for that first song by Riot 10 that came out a while ago. Um, but all the other ones are new. Yeah. I hope you guys like it. Uh, yeah. Tweet at me at DJ Soups. I'm trying to be on Twitter a little more, uh, but I'm still like not the biggest fan of Twitter. Uh, but follow my Instagram. I'm very active on in- Instagram. Um, just search at DJ underscore Soups, and I will pop up. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I love doing this. I love coming on here and playing blabbers for you guys all day. I love talking to artists. This is like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. So thank you.
Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to What's the Soup with DJ Soups this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I had fun doing it. Follow me on everything. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. What's the Soup with DJ Soups?